Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oi. The boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around, and thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to FP Presents TFC Three Questions. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Well, Toronto FC fans, we've been promising this for a very long time. It is a, a specific weekly TFC podcast. TFC Three Questions, Footy Prime presents, and I'm delighted to welcome two of my favorite people in TFC world. We have John Molinaro of TFCRepublic.ca. JMO, how you doing, mate? Good, James. Good. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, and of course, a, a guy that most TFC fans know from uh, Footy Prime, the podcast, also happened to play a few games for TFC back in the day and, and captain the team and was an executive and an assistant coach. It's Jimmy Brennan. Hey, Jimbo, what's going on? What's going on? I've got more appearances for Footy Prime now. <laughs> you have actually, yeah. You better start invoicing us straight away, huh? Yeah. So the way this works is we have three questions. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what they are, but they will bounce around any particular order, okay? But these are the anchors for the show, all right? There's so much to get to, and what should be an interesting season, I think, for TFC. I don't know what that means exactly, but interesting. Um, the three questions we will answer today are Kevin Long, Debbie Flores, Tari Spicer, three incoming so far. Are they enough to lose the wooden spoon for Toronto FC? Um, will Insigne and Bernadeschi finish the season at Toronto FC? And the third question will be, will John Herman have the same effect on club players as he had on national team players? So easy questions to answer there, of course, but we've got to start somewhere, boys. Um, Jamo, let me start with you. Uh, the three incomings. It's been a very quiet offseason. Right. John, John Herman was saying end of last season how, how many changes there needs to be. There's been barely any. It's pretty much the same team as last season. Um that I would think is a big concern for most most fans. They must be doing a lot more, surely, to avoid the wooden spoon. I would think so. Uh, if you're a TFC fan, I would hope so because this offseason has been really, really quiet, and they haven't really addressed any of their major issues, which are in defense, where 
They conceded 59 goals last year for the second worst defensive record in MLS. And they only scored 26 times last year, which was, uh, you know, one of the worst attacks in the league. So, I mean, the fact that they haven't brought in, you know, any upgrades at the center back or forward positions is, is pretty troubling. Now, you know, the MLS primary transfer window is, you know, it's a long one. It goes until early April. So there's still plenty of time to bring in, you know, the reinforcements that they need at those two key positions. But, you know, the fact that they didn't, you know, bring them in during preseason camp, I think it says a lot of just about where this team is. I mean, Toronto FC used to be a destination club. Players wanted to come here. But I think the last three years, you know, with all the troubles both on the pitch and off the pitch, um, you know, Toronto is now finding it, you know, really a lot more difficult to recruit, you know, new players in. So, um, yeah, you know, maybe they've done enough to to loosen the wooden spoon, but, you know, unless they make, a, you know, substantive, you know, additions, uh, you know, in the coming weeks before the window closes, uh, I, I fear that it's going to be a repeat of, uh, you know, last season, which was the worst, uh, which, which was the worst in franchise history. Yeah. You wonder, though, is there is there budget restraints on the club right now? Uh, within the organization saying we're not spending any more money unless you move players on to free up some cash. Now we can go get the players that we want. Because when you look at even the players that came in, I mean, look, you, you think Kevin Long, okay, look, experienced center back, because for me down that spine, it had to get fixed, right. had to get fixed big time. So Kevin Long, you're going, okay, he's been at Burnley. He's been at Birmingham, been at loan of, uh, on loan a few times on lower league when, when he was younger, getting, just getting going. But you're hoping he's going to be shore up that back. That back line. Um, and then when you look at the Honduran that's come in with, with Flores, you're thinking, okay, he's a, he's a steady type player. He's aggressive in his play. Now if he sits in front of that back four, or maybe they go with a three, who knows? You know, does, does that allow Oso to get a little bit forward? But then you're also thinking, okay, if they're going to play three in the middle of the park, who else is going to join Oso now? And then obviously with Tyrese, we don't know much about him, do we? Right. You know, you've drafted him. You're, you're hoping he's going to get some goals. He played, what, League Two? I think he had 14, was it 14 games and four goals or something like that between the two teams But that he played for. But you can't rely on him to come in and get you goals. And for me, the biggest issue was, okay, you spend all this money on Insignia, put him out wide, wide left. Then you get him Bernadeschi wide right. You've got no striker. Right. So <laughs> what do you expect those guys to do out wide? <laughs> They'll put the ball in the box. But if you've got nobody that can finish, then that's the problem. And going back to what you're saying, John, 26 goals. <laughs> For the delivery and service that you got out, why 26 goals? Yeah. That core down, that spine has got to get rectified. It should be said, too, of those 26 goals, um, only six of them last year came from forwards, and five of them were from DeAndre Kerr. CJ Sapong scored the other one, and he's no longer there. So, yeah, I mean, you're quite right, Jim. The fact that, you know, that they didn't go out and get, like, a number nine, a proven goal scorer, someone who can – you know, play between Insigne and Bernadeschi, who can guarantee them, you know, in the range of 12 to 15 goals. Um, the fact that they were able to go out and secure that is just, uh, it's, it just blows my mind because that is, you know, the big problem going into the, going into the season. So I'll be really interested to see whether they can make those sort of that addition, you know, during this uh, MLS primary transfer window. And, you know, you raise the issue about salaries and stuff. I don't think it's, I don't necessarily think it's the salary cap that is the problem. I think it's more of they have to move players out first before they bring in newcomers. And and that's difficult because, you know, we're talking about a team that finished last place last year that, you know, had one of the worst defensive records in the league and one of the worst offensive records in the league. So 
it's not like this team is 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 loaded with players with a lot of trade value. I mean, who wants to pick up guys off a last place team? So this yeah. is a real dilemma that GM Jason Hernandez finds himself in. It's you know, on the one hand, he's got to move players out to bring in you know upgrades, but it's hard moving players out when on a last place team. Well, that, that's it. I mean, you, you look at that roster. Who who wants any of those players at the moment from, from right. the way that they finished last season? You know, Hernandez has got a, a hell of a job. Yeah. But, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you put yourself in that situation. You've spent an awful lot of money. You've brought in the players. And you, I think, for me, if I'm the club, I'm looking at them in, in, in management and saying, we've spent a hell of a lot of money here. We are not spending any more money until we see where we are right now after John Herbman in this preseason. If we can start getting results, okay, maybe we start adding a couple of more players to push us up the table and give us a chance here. But if we start the way that we finished last year, I can't see them spending any money because they're well, just I mean, leaving money now. This team is going to be this team until June at the earliest, right? You yeah. can't do much, really. You're yeah. not going to be trading between within MLS too much at this point in the season. Ross is a set. Teams have their plans in action. Uh, European window opens in June. Um, I, I don't know what the solution is. And by that point, you could be so far out of contention for playoffs. I mean, what is the goal this year, JMO? What What is it? Is it is it playoffs or is it, you know what, John Herman? Don't worry about this season. This is going to be a messy year. Figure it out. We're going to get rid of players where we can. And then it's really about the year after this season, which is no message to sell to fans. I understand that, but I don't know what else they can do. Yeah, I, I don't think they can. I don't think they have the luxury of saying that this is a rebuilding year, James, because you know we're talking about three seasons now without a playoff berth, and you know three. Let's not sugarcoat it. It's been three bad seasons. I mean, last year was the worst on record. So, you know, the, the fan base is this is a loyal fan base, but I think even their sort of patience is being sort of tried here now, and they want to see results. So the bare minimum is a winning season at the very least and a playoff, uh, you know, a playoff game, even if it's one, they can't sort of continue on to say that this is a rebuilding season and sell people on the fact that, you know, next year is going to be better. I mean, I think we're past that point with this, with this fan base right now, they want to see results after the last three seasons that they had to suffer through. Okay, yeah. Jimmy, but then how do you, how do you convince a fan base? These are not, you know, naive football fans. They're a pretty sophisticated fan base. Now, how can you tell them we are, we're going to go for the playoffs with the same team as last year. That was the worst Look, in, in franchise history. How do you convince them? They're TFC fans. They're Toronto fans. They're not, they're not stupid. So don't bullshit them. Don't bullshit them. Tell them flat out. You can't say, oh, we're going to be much better and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. So that's broken promises. They've heard broken promises for the last three years. And you just got to be honest. Look, we maybe we didn't build the squad that we, we wanted. We are where we are today, but we're going to make damn sure that we're going to put an effort in now to try to get some results here. And if I'm looking and thinking, okay, who who can you move on? You know, but apart from Insigne and Bernadeschi, what other players got value within this squad that they brought in? When you bring in a player, you're looking to think, okay, especially younger players. One, two years, we're flipping this player. We're moving him on. We're going to get some money coming in on, on the back end here. But the squad that you put together, where, where's the value in a lot of these players? Well, and, and the DeAndre Kerr's um, and the Marshall Ruddies are, are young enough players with potential, John, that you wouldn't want to give up them either at this point. They're not no, the problem. No, they're, they're not the problem. And the, the worst thing was last season, they, they played them and rode the young players too much. Mm -hmm. you, you've set them up for failure. You know, when a team's 
playing the way that they are. You're not getting results. You got all these injuries. And these young players that you're meant to nurture and, you know, give them a few games here and there and build their confidence up, they, they went the opposite way for me. I think they did a lot more damage than what they did good with a lot of these young players, and they've got to build them back up again. Yeah, I think that's largely true, although I would suggest, you know, Alonzo Coelho, who um, maybe not, clearly not as young as someone like, um, you know, Marshall Ruddy or DeAndre yeah. Curry. He's 24, so it's, you know, still young-ish, but it was his rookie season. I mean, I was quite impressed with him. I thought he showed, like, yeah. a lot of maturity. You know, he's someone who is really steady in possession, and he has kind of a good head on his shoulders, so... Um, you know, I thought he really thrived. I thought Kobe Franklin really, really thrived in a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. I mean, just I think overall, you know, it wasn't an ideal situation for the youngsters no. last year because they were put in a really difficult position. I think they need to be playing in like a settled team where they can, you know, really learn alongside, you know, more experienced players. I mean, Jimmy, you played in MLS with a young with young guys. You know what it's all about. So I think, you know, that's what was lacking. And, you know, I don't think TFC necessarily did a lot of their young players a lot of good service last year by sort of throwing them into the deep end. Yeah. I I just don't understand, though, with the same players as last season, how anything changes. (laughs) How how does it? It's the same. You've got the same squad, essentially, give or take a, a sprinkling here and a sprinkling there. Yeah, it's, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, you know, the Italians have to produce. I mean, you know, they combined for, I think, nine goals and nine assists in MLS last year between them. That's simply not good enough. I mean, you know, your DPs have to be your best players. They have to be transformative players. And, you know, bluntly, they haven't been. They haven't been, like, not even close. So they have to get going. And, you know, obviously last year was a bit of a bit of a shit show because I think that, you know, we all know about, you know, the off the off the field problems that you know, with them as well. So, you know, from what John Herdman has told myself and other reporters who are covering the team in preseason, he feels that they're in a proper headspace and that they can contribute this year and that they're fully committed. Um, we'll see. I mean, because, you know, they are the key to turning this around, especially now with, you know, no, no sort of number nine coming in and no real sort of attacking reinforcements to come in they have to produce they can't sort of continue to just sort of lollygag around i mean i think there was one spell last year where bernardeski went 17 games in all competitions without a goal you know you can't you can't have dps especially attacking dps go through goal droughts like that they have to be producing on a consistent basis and simply put they haven't been jimmy you you've been involved in hundreds of preseasons in your career how many uh, how many lies did you hear in preseason? Lies did you hear coaches and players say in preseason? It's all positive in preseason, right? Everything's positive. It's all roses. Oh yeah, everything's great. When, when John Herbman says, uh, you know, Lorenzo's saying all the right things, he's committed. Do we yeah, actually believe him? John, hope to. John's been around the game. He's got to play. He's got to play the game. He's going to say what people want to hear, right? If if John's in there right now and he goes, this is a bag of shit and this is a terrible team right now. Preseason's not going the way that it's meant to be going right now. <laughs> he can't do that. He can't do that. But behind the scenes now with his staff, he can be going, oh boy, we're in trouble here. And try to figure it out and how to, to men- mentally prepare these players going into this this season. Because let's, let, let's keep it real here. Like they, that's a wounded team. That's a wounded animal, this Toronto FC team. There's a lot of players that are good players within that squad that are wounded. And when I mean wounded, I mean psychologically 
they were done. And it's it's never easy being in that position where you're losing week in and week out, putting on that uniform and trying to walk out and perform in front of fans who already are just waiting for you to make a mistake. Right? They're wounded. So he's got an, an awful lot of work to do behind the scenes. John's going to try to protect the players, and he'll say the right things because he knows he can't throw anybody under the bus right now. He needs a squad. They didn't bring in a lot of players that they wanted because I'm sure he's got a, a big target list that they would have liked to bring in. But they didn't get those players. So now you're stuck with him. You need to rely on these players. He's got to take the burden. He's got to face the media. He's the guy that's got to take all the attention off these players, give them a good preseason, and get them ready. And hopefully they have a good start and can build a little bit of momentum going into this season. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What up, Primers? It's JC, that guy. Don't miss a second of Premier League action only on Fubo TV. Subscribe at FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime. With Serie A, League One, and One Soccer 2, you can get it all at FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime. Now, back to the show. All right, so so with Bernadeschi and Insigne, JMO, do you think right now agents and uh, general managers, including at TFC and elsewhere, are doing all they can to try and find a solution to to this issue to move these players or do you think both guys are here for this season at the least i think they're here at least through the summer i mean you know this offseason there was act you know the club was actively trying to move them or at least bernardeski and bernardeski made it no yeah. bones about it making Obviously. Public, he wanted to leave right you know so i think there was more of a sentiment in terms of you know getting bernardeski off the books but you know the reality is it's tough to move him now i mean what other mls team is going to trade for him no one you know what other uh, what other European team? You know European teams can sort of make a move now because of the tr- because of their respective transfer windows are closed. So, you know the reality is, is that they're here at least until the summer. So, I think you know let's see what they do. Uh, let's see. I mean, John has talked about you know their their head is in the right space and that they're going to be productive members of the team this year. Let's see it because we haven't seen it so far. So, um, yeah, I I I don't think they're gonna. I don't. I wouldn't expect them to move anytime soon. But uh, you know that could change by the end of the year. Yeah, I I agree, John. Um, and look, I think if if I'm an agent right now of one of those two, I'm saying you better get your ass going and you better have a great start to this season because you need to get your value up because your value has dropped. It has dropped big time, and people aren't going to pay for the way that you performed last year. But if you can get yourself back on track, have a good start to the season, get your assists, get your goals, work for 90 minutes, there's a very good chance we can get you out of here if that's what their goal is to get, to get moved on. 
Yeah, and I, I agree to to a point in that there's no doubt the footballer still remains in both these players, right? They're, they're excellent footballers. They have the ability even now to dominate this league, in my opinion. That's how good they can be. We're writing them off after what was a dreadful year last year. But yeah, a good start to the season, a couple of goals put in can change the whole dynamic of this team, right? On yeah. and off the pitch. Um, you know, which brings me to John Herman. We talk about this being the same team pretty much as last year. John Herman was there for a couple of months last year, but not really there. Right. He is the X factor. Can he have the same effect on, on club players that he's had on national team players? Jimmy, as both someone that's played at club level and international level, can, can the manager have the same effect or are they just such different jobs we, we don't know yet? Yeah, look, Charms, it's a, it's a big step. It's a big step for, for a manager to go back into club football. You know, with international football, you've got a lot of time to prepare. You can get yourself in the right right mind frame because you've got plenty of time to prepare for those those up-and-coming matches. You know that, okay, I've only got maybe a short window to work with these players, but I can be prepared and I can get this the way that I wanted to. During a season at club at club level football, the the season dictates to you what you're going to end up doing in, in a lot of times in training. It dictates to you, right? How many players you got, injuries, the overloads. Are, are we playing every Tuesday, every Saturday? How much travel do we got? How many away games have we had? So when it comes to the, the club football, it's all about maintenance. You're maintaining these players to keep those levels right so that they can perform week in and week in. A lot of time you're on the computer, you're showing them tactically what to do, or you're having little walkthroughs out in the training pitch. It's a completely different different game. And I remember talking to, to Frankie Yallop. Frankie Yallop was a national team coach, and he went back into club football. And I said, what do you think? And he goes, I like the international, but it was a little bit too much time off. <laughs> he goes, at least with club football, the interaction day-to-day, working with the players, the matches, they come thick and fast over certain periods. He goes, I actually love that. And a lot of managers do. So John's smart enough for me that he's going to be able to adjust. And I'm sure he's picked up the phone and spoke to a lot of managers that were international, went went to club football to, to figure out exactly what he's going to do. Because there's no doubt about it. He's going to be calculated with this situation and he's going to end up learning on the fly as well. Do you find, J-Mo, um, uh, you've dealt with John a lot this preseason and obviously for years with the national team program john always has swagger and certainly with national team programs big time swagger he he knew who he was he felt very confident i sense he's a little bit more guarded so far and arguably why why wouldn't he be given that you know this is first free into the club world but do you sense that that he's been a little bit more guarded than perhaps we saw as as canada's coach I think so, uh, but that's understandable. I mean, he's you know he's come into a you know a very difficult situation here. <laughs> you know, he's he's overseeing a club who, you know, is a, not to beat a dead horse, but the last three years have been absolutely dreadful. And you know, this is a team that's used to winning, and you know, he's been charged with turning it around. And not only that, he's been charged with essentially changing the culture of the team, much like you know the the, the culture change that went at the club with. You know, when Michael Bradley came in and Tim Bizbachenko and and and, and uh, Greg Vanny, it's very much the same job that he's being asked to do. And that's not easy just considering, you know, all the toxic, toxicity that was in the locker room last year and how results have not gone his way. So, yeah, I, I think John is a little guarded and a little different, but that's not I don't I don't I don't necessarily hold that against him. I think that's, you know, to be expected. I'll say two things, Charms. One is, um, 
you know, John is, I think, you know, a master motivator, obviously, and is, you know, renowned for getting the absolute best out of his players. But he's done that in a national team setting. And he's a very much a, you know, type A personality. And, you know, he's but he's done that in a, in a national team setting where he only has the players for, you know, one week at most, maybe two weeks. I, I wonder how much of that, you know, now that he's in a club setting and he's dealing with the with the guys every day. At some point, do the players just say, oh, God, John is at it again. He's just too rah, 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 too on her face. Do they begin to start to tune that out? So that's one thing I'd be concerned about. The other thing, too, is, uh, and I mean no disrespect to John, but I wonder how much his reputation is going to hinder him, and especially in the eyes of the Italians. And what I mean is that, you know, Bernardeschi and Insigne didn't really see eye to eye with Bob Bradley and didn't like taking their marching orders from him. And this was a guy who's coached in, you know, in the Premier League, in France, coached, you know, the U.S. at the at the, at the World Cup. And they certainly didn't they appreciate taking their marcher orders from Terry Dunfield. And that's no black mark against Terry. So I wonder how much they're going to be on side with someone like John Herdman, who, despite all his success with the Canadian men's and, and the women's teams and coaching at World Cups, how much are they going to be on board taking, you know, their orders from a guy who's, you know, never coached at club level. Uh, that's something I just don't know. I mean, we have to see how that progresses. So, again, that's something that I'll be really keen to watch as the season progresses. Yeah, Jimmy, do you, do you agree with that? I mean, I, I 100% oh, agree. I, it's really yeah. interesting to, to watch that and see it unfolds. And quite frankly, that's not on John Herbert. That's on them, right? right. No, I, yeah, I, uh, I I totally agree with Jamo there. You made great points. I mean, look, we've even talked about that as well. It's like... It's uh, it's a different ball game for John right now. It really is, and he's got to earn the respect of the players because, as a player, when you're in that dressing room, and if you haven't been in that environment before, the players are gonna they're, they're gonna test you, and they're gonna test you really, really quick in that dressing room to see what you're made of and what you've got. Um, how, Jimmy? No, there's how, no doubt how, about it. How do players do that? Well, they'll, they'll look at, at certain ways that they can push the buttons. You know, to to see what he's made of. Is he gonna is he gonna cower out of situations? Is he gonna stand up? Is he gonna put people in their place? Mm-hmm. And players are testing testing coaches all the time, all the time. And it's different too because when you get a manager that's that's played at a highest level, who's coached at a high level, you know, there's an automatic respect there because the the coach knows exactly what you're going through as a player. He knows your emotions. He knows the ups and downs. He knows how hard it is for the travel when you need recovery and you, you've got that automatic uh, relationship with that, that coach. But when a manager doesn't have that experience and he's coming in and you're sitting there and things aren't going well and you're looking going, okay, well, John, you figure this out. What, what are you, what are you going to do tactically here? Right? Cause we're struggling big time now. We're down one now. What, what's our next move? And the players are going to be trying to suss him out real quick. And yeah, it's great, you know, training and, you know, you're around the players, you can talk and everything, but when when the shit when the shit hits the fan, that's when they're really gonna test each other out. Jim, I'd be curious to know what you think about like the player leadership group that he's sort of um, you know, established at TFC with, you know, the Italians and Osario and Sean Johnson and Shane O'Neill. Um, you know, it's a model he used with the national teams before. Um, have you ever sort of played at a club where that had that sort of formal player leadership group and what do you think of it and how can this kind of like help them do you think if, yeah, if you, look, you know the, the the reason why you do it and and i had it you know even when i when i was a manager you know with with a certain with a few of the older players you know you, you keep them keep them in your in your pocket 
you know, you have good conversations with them. You're asking all the time, look, how's the dress room? What do you guys need? How about training? What do you think we need to work on? And you're constantly in the air and it makes them feel a part of the, of the situation. And, and I've had it as well as being an older player in a, in a locker room where you've got that relationship with the manager and you're constantly in dialogue. That's, that's all it's for. It's just to, you know, the, the players are the voice in the dress room, the, 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 the voice as well out in the pitch. They know what's going on. And then they come and sit down with the manager and the manager will, will just have an open conversation with them. Maybe have a cup of coffee and okay, fellas, what, what do we need to work on? We've had a good week tra- training, didn't get the result that we need, but what'd you think? You know, how's everybody's legs? Is everybody comfortable right now? Who's, who's struggling a little bit? And you might get a player that comes in and says, hey, listen, Gaffer, you know, keep an eye on charms right now. You know, he's a bit low. Is, is, no, this is dead, deadly honest. Where you, yeah. It could be, you know, he's got an issue at home. Maybe he's uh, something, had an issue with his girlfriend or, or his dad's not doing well, you know, yeah. but he's not going to tell you, but just keep an eye on him. Right. And it's that relationship that you look and have with those those older players so that you can try to manage the, the dressing room. A lot of uh, pressure on old Ozo's shoulders eh, to keep this room together as well. I mean, John, John chose him as captain for good reason. He has uh, John's ear and vice versa, I'm sure. Um, all right, J-Mo, could you name the starting 11 for this weekend? I mean, have you got any, any pretty good clue, I imagine? Is he going three at the back, four? It's John, I, I, it'll, it'll change within game. We know that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I suspect he's going to go with three at the back, probably some a combination of Kevin Long and Shane O'Neill, and oh god, uh, Sigurd Roasted, and then probably a midfield three of Osorio, maybe Latif Blessing, and maybe Alonzo Coelho, and then a front three of you know the Italians and either DeAndre Kerr or Io Akinola front. Um, but I suspect that would probably. You know, that probably wouldn't far be far off from the starting 11. Maybe get Jaquiel and, and Kobe uh, involved off the bench. You know, I think that's probably probably what it'll be. Uh, Flores, the new player? Yeah, I completely forgot about him. Yeah, so switch him in instead of uh, Blessing. But yeah, I can mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. see that. How many of those players will uh, be starting for TFC by the end of the season? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> We'll if you see. knew that, you'd be loaded, wouldn't you? Yeah, no kidding. It's going to be a season of evolution, I think, in many, many ways. All right, to the tough question for both of you here. Um, by the end of this season, where is Toronto FC finishing in the table? I think if you're just, it, it, again, it's difficult to say because, you know, we don't know if there are what moves, if any, are still to come. But if we're just sort of basing on, you know, the current roster and the, the offseason additions that they've made, I think we're looking at like another finish that's going to be, you know, either at the bottom of the Eastern Conference or pretty close to it. So um, I don't think, you know, just based on the current roster, there's not a lot to like and not much reason for optimism. uh, Jimmy, do you see a a world where Insigne and Bernadeschi do find themselves, find their games and and lead this team a lot further than perhaps uh, most of us are anticipating? Well, look, I, I, I hope they do. I hope they have a good start to the season, get some confidence within this team. Um, but if they don't have a good start, uh, it could deteriorate very, very quick. <laughs> it's going to be a fun season, eh, lads? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jamo, how many home games have you missed now since inception in 2007? You were on like a – you hadn't missed one for a l- years. Yeah. Well, there was that sort of year in uh, 2020 when I was laid yeah. off. But other, than, but other than that, I think it's only like about two or three home games in the entire. 
Yeah, you've been to more games than anyone. You and Neil Davidson are the OGs. You and Neil and I, yeah, pretty much been up top. So, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Well, listen, uh, TFC Republic, tell us all about it. Those who don't know about it should know about it. Please explain. Yeah, so tfcrepublic.ca is my sort of uh, you know website that I run. It's a paid subscription model, not unlike like the Athletic or any sort of you know pay for pay uh, website that you see. And it's daily coverage of TFC, so not just news reports, but in depth analysis and player interviews. And you know we throw in a little CPL and Canadian men's and women's national team action is there as well. So it's basically a one stop shopping for all of TFC sort of news and reporting and analysis. And it's Pretty reasonable rates at $50 a year or $8 a, year, a month. So, uh, And we offer free one-week trials in case you want to sort of try out the website before actually purchasing a subscription. So, yeah, check it out. And this week is free as well, isn't it? This week is free. So all the content uh, that is produced this week is uh, behind out from behind the paywall and free for everyone to read. So, like I said, it's if you've ever been on the fence about subscribing or want to check, out, check it out before actually – you know, putting down your credit card to, to pay for a subscription. This is the perfect time to give it a test run. It's must read for any TFC fan out there and right. Canadian football fan in general. It's fantastic. Very um, good. And for eight bucks a month, I mean, you, you can't buy a Guinness for that these days. All right. Uh, I'll take coffee, coffee, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> subscribe for Christ's sakes if you haven't already. Do it. Uh, Jamie will be joining us each week for this very podcast. Three questions. Toronto FC. One down, fellas. A lot more to go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and while you're up uh, listening to your podcast, we have similar podcasts with both CF Montreal and Vancouver. So uh, MLS is covered on Footy Prime this season. Thanks so much for listening. We'll speak to you next time. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Bat. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Awesome. That's a great job, fellas. That was great. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.